get the chance to talk to people about it. Don't rush it. Come into your own, but don't feel forced to say that you are gay. Don't feel forced because it's not fair to you. Like you need to fully accept who you are before you can tell anybody else and before you can be okay with that. Because accepting who you are is going to make you so much stronger in the event that you do get that pushback. Because at some point we all will have that little, whether it be little or a lot, you're going to have it. And you need to be fully accepting of you. Welcome to the Promo Kitchen Podcast. This week, we have the wonderful sous chef, Josh Poshpachel, who is the key account manager at Hirsch Gift. But you might know him because he just recently moved to Hirsch Gift, but was the marketing manager at KTI Promo for years. And he, more importantly, is one of our fabulous sous chefs who keeps us going with graphic and social and so much more. So welcome, Josh. Hello, hello. Hello. Because it's Pride Month, We're checking in with members of our community who are also part of the LGBTQIA community as well. And we wanted to hear their stories about their lives and then their lives in promo and how we can look at this as a bigger picture and just as the narrow one of how we all move together in this world. So Josh was like, I've got a story for you. And of course, we're going to take him up on this. And so let's hear your story. Let's start at the beginning. How did you get started? How did you end up in promo and what was your journey? Like start wherever you want to. Yeah. I mean, we want to go down the personal route, like super family side and everything and all that. (laughs) Go for it. It's a fireside chat here. Tell us the whole story. I mean, let's do it. So I've been in promo for six years. I'm still such a baby in this industry and there's so much to learn about it, but I love everything about it. One of the things that I have said to so many people is I love how accepting this community is of everybody. We are big and crazy, but everyone that I have come in contact with has been so loving and accepting of me and my loud, crazy, in-your-face personality that just like some days will spew rainbows just any and everywhere on anybody that will take it. But yeah, I haven't always been like that. You know, growing up, I'm a South Texas country boy. And now I'm still a South Texas country boy, but I live that Houston city life like nobody's business. But, you know, growing up, I've met a lot of people every Sunday you were in church and all of that. And just grew up. I did the what everybody wanted to call the normal thing was I got married. I'm still really good friends with my now ex-wife. We've known each other since we were 13 years old. We have two amazing kids. I have an almost 10-year-old daughter and almost 9-year-old son, and I would not change that for anything in the world. So my story is, you know, coming to find out is a lot more quote-unquote normal than what some may seem. So I've known my ex-wife for so long, and throughout that process, you know, once the divorce and everything happened and I went through my own personal journey of accepting who I really was. Sitting down and finally having that conversation with her was so much fear. And she was the last person that I told, like I already told my best friend, my parents and my family and all of that. And everybody, of course, was we love you no matter what. And I felt super lucky or blessed, whatever you want to call it throughout that whole thing. But that was the most terrifying conversation for me to have was with her 
because not only like we were friends for so long and I mean, we shared two children and I was terrified of that. But once I finally mustered up the courage and told her, it was just like a huge weight was off my shoulders and hers too, because she said she felt like she knew it and had already accepted that a while back. And to be honest, it helped heal the relationship troubles that we had from our marriage tenfold. We are now like, she is probably one of the closest friends that I have. We co-parent like bosses. I mean, we still do holidays together. We've taken vacations together. We live within a mile of each other. The kids go back and forth every three days. And we know if there's a day that one wants to stay with one a little longer, it's not even a question. My partner and her boyfriend, I mean, we all just commingle with holidays and everything. We'll get together and do game nights as a family and all of that. So, I mean, I know that in terms of that, I'm in the minority of that group because it's just not a norm for a lot. But I feel so, so lucky to have had that experience for me. And I want to share that with as many people as possible because it, as while it may be rough at times, it can be so much better down the line to just not like give up and give in to all of the craziness that could be going on around you with that. Yeah, that must have been just even for yourself. If it's not too personal, like, how did you get to the point of coming out of looking at this and being like, this normal life that I'm living right now is not the right one for me? How did you get to that point? I know everyone's story is so different. So if you can share yeah. yours, we'd love to hear it. It really took me getting out and getting into the community, the LGBTQIA community myself and experiencing it and really sitting down and just talking about it with like a couple of close friends and especially the ones that I met while I was out. I have two friends that I made while I was out that we have a group text that I can't even tell you the amount of texts that go back and forth throughout the day. And just talking to them about it and getting more comfortable with that and experiencing a pride festival for the first time before anybody else knew in my life that, you know, that I had these like conflicting feelings of not knowing how to express who I really was. And it just took those close bonds that I created for me to fully accept and actually deciding I was ready to start dating and had met someone at the time that. I thought could potentially go further that made me realize I need to really talk to people about this, the people that are closest with me and not hide it. And my ex-wife was one of those people. And what solidified that was meeting someone and getting out there and seeing how great that community actually is and that it's okay to be a part of it. But all while accepting my feelings of being nervous and scared were also still valid. And I'm so grateful that I found that core group of people while I was out to be able to express all of that too and to give me the validation that I needed to talk to the people closest to me about it. That's amazing. And you talk a lot about how promo as a community kind of brought you in. And at six years, you're definitely a promo baby. It's not until you crack the 40 years that you can be considered an expert. So, but you've also crammed a lot in those six years. Like besides being part of Promo Kitchen, you've been part of a bunch of different other regional and national groups. So how did you come to promo? Like, first of all, everyone ends up here, but nobody comes here. 
So what was your path to your current career? Yeah, I mean, that is such a true statement. So my background is web and graphic design. That's what I did. That's what I went to school for. And I was working for a big box retail doing digital marketing, which I fell into that digital marketing role by complete chance. They wanted someone that had a graphic background that could come in and help kind of like maintain a lot of the requests that were coming in because the team that was over the graphics department didn't have graphics knowledge. And they were saying, oh, this design could take only like five, 10 minutes. And it was like the team was being overworked. So I got brought in to kind of help man the digital marketing team and be like, no, these timelines are crazy. We really need to do this. And it opened a whole new set of doors for me in terms of marketing, because I did come from a graphic design background, but I learned so much from this job. And it steered me into realizing maybe marketing is more of a thing for me. And I was there two and a half years. And all in all, it was one of the best and worst experiences of my life. It taught me a lot about where I wanted to go, but also a lot about what I didn't want out of a job. I realized then I was not built for corporate. I just wasn't. I needed a job where I could clearly express my views and it not be an issue. So after about two and a half years, I was like, okay, it's time for me to move on. And of all things, I answered a Craigslist ad when Craigslist was still a thing, right? Before it- <laughs> for a job too. <laughs> right. Before everyone realized it was like really super sketchy to be on there. Yeah. And you, just- you don't need a coach. You need a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I answered it. I came into KTI promo and interviewed and left and got called back like not even 30 minutes after I was gone for a second interview, came in the next day and walked out with a job. And I did not realize promo was as large as it was. You know, coming from big box retail, you think, oh, it's pins, it's hats, it's shirts. You don't think about tech. I mean, you don't think about anything like when you pick up a shot glass or when you pick up all of these things when you're out traveling, it's all promo or anything like when you get something branded from like a company outing or anything that's branded, it's all promo. And when I first started, someone told me, once you're in promo, you will never leave. And I fully believe that because I came in here with a whole different mindset than I had at every other job. I was like, I'm coming in as me and me only like they're going to get what they get and if people don't like it whatever i was like fiery red hot coming in as strong as i could right i've calmed down since a little bit not a lot a little little bit bit. (laughs) but i came in and it has been life-changing for me i mean i never hid who i was i've met some of the most amazing people in my life that not just colleagues, but they have turned out to be some of the best friends. And I know I can rely on them in and out. See, I'm gonna try and do this and not get emotional all at the same time. But sometimes (laughs) it just happens. It's given me a whole new set of life goals that I never knew that I wanted or needed or anything like that. Like now being a volunteer, like I never had the desire to like really volunteer. I just wanted to collect my check and go home. And now I live and breathe this industry. My kids love it. I mean, I'm obviously a sous chef at Promo Kitchen. I am currently the president of the HPPA board. I mean, who six years in is the president of a local promotional products association and I'm on the national rack board. I mean, 
I just was like, go big or go home. And I went all in and it was really to learn anything and everything that I could and take as much in about this industry as possible and meet as many people as I could. I wanted to make a mark and to leave a mark in this industry and be it for who I am, not who I wanted to be. I wanted to just be me, all me, all colors, no matter what, all the time. And yeah, you know, I've calmed down a little bit, you know, I'm still a little loud mouth and mouthy, but not as bad. But everybody that I've come in contact with, and again, not everybody is as lucky as I have been, but it's just like they know and they don't care. I don't have to say who I am. They just know who I am and know what I stand for. And they know that I am passionate about this industry and about the people in my life and about just being kind and genuine and spreading love. And that kind of ties back to everything that when I did the on Wednesdays, we were pink. Yeah, it stems from Mean Girls, a great movie, but really it's just about if it can brighten someone's day, even though it's not promo related, I want to do it. I just want to be a part of something bigger than me. Yeah. And if anyone doesn't know, every Wednesday, Josh will post a photo of himself wearing pink with Wednesdays we were pink. And where did that start from? You know, obviously you want to make people feel more involved, but what was the day that you're like, yeah, pink's my thing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, again, I've always loved bright colors and pink has always stuck. My closet's always been full of pinks, purples, greens, and every, I mean, some blacks, but mostly bright and in your face colors. And it was really hanging out with the two people that I met when I was on my coming out journey was that was a thing like we texted about it. And it was, oh, it's Wednesday, we got to wear pink. So we would text each other selfies of whatever pink we had on. And then, you know, it was really talking with JGR and Jay getting my LinkedIn makeover, so to speak. And they were like, we love that you do that. And I wasn't posting regularly on it yet, just kind of like as a one-off thing. And they really were like, that's a thing. And we really enjoy that. And it sets you apart. And I was like, you know what? I never thought about that, but it kind of set things into motion of, okay, I'm going to make this a thing every single Wednesday and see if it just makes people smile or cringe or be like, what on earth is this guy doing? But either way, I wanted to just make people smile with it. And it's just grown from there. Like I've just ran with it. And now like I just randomly will be on Amazon or elsewhere. I'm like, I got to find like, I need a new pink shirt. I need like some pink pants or something else just to try and make it as fun as possible. Cause that's what I want. I just want it to be fun. And like, we can all push products and flyers and all of that. But if something so small can just break up the day and bring a smile, I want to do it. You know what I also love about it too is other members of like your friends and everything have also jumped in with on Wednesdays we were pink. And this isn't 100% related to this, but there is this idea of, I don't know if you've seen, and this is so niche, but recently a CFL, so a Canadian football, again, so niche, this player, John Rush, he started doing a fundraiser. He's like, okay, should I dress up to get my first vaccine? 
And he's like, okay, I'll wear a wedding dress for it. <laughs> and then he's raised over $8,000 for Rainbow Road, which is an LGBTQIA resource for at-risk youth and everything. And he did it. And he's this built guy. He's doing this. And he's kind of changed the dialogue about, yeah, he's wearing a wedding dress. This is not like a normal thing. But he's changed the dialogue about what is a masculine thing to wear. Mm-hmm. And that's what I find really cool about like the people who join you on the Wednesdays we were pink kind of moves it from this fun thing to like, yeah, I'm part of this part, like this community, this action as well. And that's what I really like about it is like, it's fun. It's silly. Like it is Wednesdays we were pink mean girls, but it's also sort of like, these are touch points for everyone to sort of connect with someone. Yeah, I mean, and when people post about it, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, and they have their pictures with it, it really like it has me so pumped throughout the day. Like most people look forward to like Fridays because it's the weekend, right? But I look forward to Wednesdays every single week just to see what other people are doing. It's because it's not just about me. It's I want to see what everybody else is doing too. And I don't know. It's it's great. I love everything about it. Yeah. So one of the things I want to touch on is you said how open and willing everyone was when you came out sort of made you feel loved because you are loved, but it was like, yeah, okay, this is it. And I wonder if you have advice for someone who is either hasn't come out or hasn't to express that to someone or thinks that someone needs to tell them that. Is there advice you can give for someone to give the same experience that you had? It's a tough one because everybody's journey is so different. I mean, again, I feel so lucky and blessed. I feel like my path to my acceptance of not just me personally, but like others around me accepting me has been easy, so to speak, compared to so many others who hit so many hurdles along the way. But knowing that other people struggle through their acceptance or their family may not be accepting of them or their jobs may not, you know, it made me a lot more conscious of everything around me. And when I get the chance to talk to people about it, don't rush it. Come into your own, but don't feel forced to say that you are gay. Don't feel forced because it's not fair to you. Like you need to fully accept who you are before you can tell anybody else and before you can be okay with that. Because accepting who you are is going to make you so much stronger in the event that you do get that pushback. Because at some point, we all will have that little, whether it be little or a lot, you're going to have it. And you need to be fully accepting of you before you can even push you out into the world because you need to be you and you need to own who you are. And I fully believe that, that nobody should be someone who they aren't. And to do that, you need to be fully accepting of who you are and not worry. It also helps you get to the point where you don't worry so much about what others will think of you along the way. Yeah, I love that. I have this conversation with friends regularly about what we're too much of because as women, and I know of other people, probably you've heard this as like, you're too much, or you're too loud, you're too bold, you're too, like, etc. Yeah. And I've even heard you're too confident. And I was like, yeah, because I'm really good at what I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So applying that to everyone has heard you're too much of something, or 
they don't like you about like this aspect of your personality. Mm-hmm. So I love that you, first of all, came in hot. You're just like, yeah, no, this is who I am. And like having that confidence. The fact that you just jumped in completely to volunteerism and everything else for someone else who is just like you is like, I'm here for the check and that's it. What would be your advice for them for breaking away from that? It's hard to say because it was just like this weird switch. Like once I really started diving in and learning more about this industry, it really took me going to my first Vegas Expo, my first big trade show to meet so many people and make all of those connections that I was like, this is a place I want to be. And I just started diving in and researching like all that goes on. I mean, KTI promo was always part of the HPPA association, but then I was like, you know, it's typically salespeople that go to that. And I'm a marketing guy. And I was like, I want to go, I want to learn. I want to figure out how this all works. So then it started me going into all of these other trade shows and these other meetings and it just snowballed from there. And I just couldn't get enough and I still can't get enough. And it made me hungry for as much as I could get. And I still have yet to lose the hunger for this industry. And I think that's it. Once you get in and you dive in and you really see the ins and outs and how close this community is, it just will make the need to collect a check and go home. It'll just go out the door. Yeah. Because almost every single person that I've met, I feel like they have almost the same mentality as me when it comes to this industry. Yeah. I also want to do a plug for Promo Kitchen here is when you originally, you're like, I want to be part of this. And you're like, but I don't know what I can do. And I was like, oh, we'll find something for you to do. (laughs) So if anyone's just like, I don't know where to start, you can start at Promo Kitchen. We have ways for you to join us. Yeah. I mean, honestly, being a part of Promo Kitchen has been an eye-opening experience for me. Again, like I met you and Joe and so many other great people. And it's put me in touch with other connections that I've had, but on a more personal level. And I've said it in Facebook posts and stuff. It's just like, there's so many of us behind the scenes at Promo Kitchen. There's so much going on. But during the meetings, every person is seen and heard, no matter if their point of view may be crazy and off the wall, (laughs) they are listened to. And usually someone else is like, yeah, I feel that way too. (laughs) So it's, It's crazy. It's a great organization to be a part of. And it is a great band of misfit toys to be around. We love that. Yeah. Well, we keep pushing diversity of thought and diversity of experience. And it all counts towards hearing people's voices and experiences. It's because if you didn't know about it, someone else knows about it and they're willing to share. Or you don't know what you don't know. And so it's important to always be open and listening for everything. Yeah. And I mean, never in a million years would I have thought I would be on a podcast talking about pride and my background (laughs) and pride in promo. Like I never would have thought about it. But when we were on that call and we were talking about it, I was like, I just felt the urge to like, okay, this is my time. This is where I need to step up and speak about this and how important it is. Had I not been a part of Promo Kitchen and that conversation, I don't know that I would have done it. I mean, I'm out and everybody knows and I'm in your face, but I've never actually directly talked about it in a conversation like this for other people to hear. And you know what? I always think about this is that an amazing stat out there is that 
and I will not get the right number, even though I just said it's an amazing stat, is that a lot of people's position will change when they hear, when they know someone of a certain community. So it's more than like, I have one black friend or I have a gay friend. It's sort of like when you humanize someone. And so our goal with this diversity series is not just to say there's racism here, there's homophobia here. It exists just because you haven't experienced it. It's sort of to say, like, this is a voice that exists out there. This is the human with this issue. And so we want to have people think about this. And so you've commented multiple times, your experience was so different from everyone else's, but it doesn't take away from it being your experience. Right. Yeah, no, I really do feel lucky for my experience, but I feel like it's given me such a broader view of everything else. It's not glossed over for me that people experience far, far worse than what I do. And they deal with it on a daily basis. But it's given me the view that my eyes are open and that I know these things are going on. And to try and be there and project some positivity and be some sort of light for anybody who may not get that on a daily basis. When it comes like a lot of my posts, it's tell someone hi, Say they look good today, smile at them, give them a high five, a handshake, something, a fist bump for pandemic times, right? Something because you don't know what someone else is going through. And that one high five or, hey, how's it going? You look great today. You rock could completely turn their day or their week around if they're having that bad day or whatever, because you don't know what someone else is going through. Exactly. Well, that's a fabulous note to end on. And Unless you want to add anything else out there that you think someone needs to hear. Yeah, just don't stress. Take a breath. Everything, even if it's tough, will work out in the long run. It just may take a little longer than you want, but you will get there. And to the people who are worried about, am I going to say the wrong thing to someone who is LGBTQIA? Don't stress about that either. Talk to them. They're a normal human being. Don't worry. Yes, people have their pronouns and all of that, but don't be scared to talk to them the first time that you're going to say the wrong thing. I mean, we are all going to say the wrong thing. And if you make it an issue, then it'll be an issue. But if you don't, then someone will gladly say, hey, no, it's not that. It's I am this, this, and this. And they'll move on and then it's gone. So just don't stress, just take a breath and everything will all work out. Yeah, I always think of it as like, always be open to learning that you might be wrong and you can say the wrong thing and you will say the wrong thing, but as long as your intention is to get it right. And I would say for other people who may not be affected or are you know, also in that conversation, if you think it's wrong, say something because like the role of an ally is you have that position of power. So be an ally, be good, be positive. Yes, for sure. Yes. <laughs> well, wonderful. Thank you, Josh, for joining us. Thank you. And everyone, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. That's right. Wear it. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Promo Kitchen podcast. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can always get involved in the Promo Kitchen community by visiting us at promokitchen.org. 
You can also show your support by donating to our cause at promokitchen.org donate. We would sincerely appreciate it. See you next time. Thank you.